Welcome to IT Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joel Ward. And with me today is Nicole Hood of NL uh, Marketing Services. How are you doing, Nicole? I'm good. How are you? Well, it hasn't started snowing yet, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Nicole, um, we've connected um, a little bit, and I've got to know you just a, just a tad here and there. Um, could you give my viewers, though, a little bit about what you do, um, about your business, and about why you got started um, in marketing? Yeah. Um, so my background kind of goes way back. I was raised on a dairy farm and um, my passion was always in agriculture. But when I got into school, I loved art. And when I explored in high school with different classes, I loved the graphic design classes, the yearbook classes, um, the photography classes that we got to use Photoshop for. And I really found an interest there. Um, so I had at that point, wanted to go into the field of marketing and graphic design work for the agriculture field. Um, but when I explored college, I decided to get a more broad degree, which kind of took me off a little different path. I went more into agriculture business, and then I got into the field more of the business side and as a client service representative for six years. Um, but I still played with my passion uh, for the marketing by handling websites, logos, and social media accounts for nonprofit organizations within the agricultural field. And that's kind of how I kept my toes in the water, per se, for all those years. Um, so I got to a point with my job that I just felt like the values that I felt weren't matching up with the work environment anymore. I wanted to go above and beyond for my customers, but as a customer service representative, you can only do so much and what corporate tells you to do and certain responses. And I was spending way more time than I was getting paid to do, paid for, and I honestly burnt myself out. So I quit my job on a whim. And most of that was for my mental health and my physical health. I have some other health issues that I had to prioritize myself for. And I dove into a program by Michaela Quinn. She was a school teacher and she started a program for how to launch a freelancing business. Um, so I explored her program and I already knew my passion. I already knew what I wanted to freelance in. And using kind of her jump start, I dove right in January 1st of last year into my own business. That's awesome. And I've been kind of like watching you since we connected. Um, and, and, and it's just really cool seeing your, your work and how you managed to make it into a full-time thing. And, and a, my buddy actually has a podcast where he talks about leaving the nine to five. So you left your nine to five to pursue your own passion in uh, basically your own field. You know, you knew you could do yourself. Um, now, can I ask you a couple of follow up questions? Has it been profitable being on your own, doing it for yourself versus working for a corporate enterprise? A hundred percent. 
um, I knew that I had the drive within me and that, yes, it took a few months to get traction, but now based on this business, I'm making more than I did with my salary job. That's good. I mean, and that's, and that's the goal. When you, when you leave your, your job, your goal is to make more than you made before. And I know a lot of people who listen to the show have messaged me and, and have talked to me about certain people who have been on the show, like, you know, will you work a nine to five and yet you still manage to bring home more and how do you do that? And so some of the listeners, um, I bring, I bring bringing on different guests who like, you know, um, who are just models or influencers or CEOs and stuff. And, and they all have different backgrounds. So the show is not just set on one person. So it's kind of like, it's been great. And a lot of people ask a lot of questions. So one of the questions I get asked a lot is how do you go about just leaving your nine to five job and feeling so comfortable with yourself that you know, you can take care of yourself and survive. So is there a way you can answer that for me? Like a short, long, doesn't matter. So my way, I wouldn't necessarily advise to everyone to just on a whim quit your job. I mean, I was off of work for a cattle show on the Friday before I quit my job. By Saturday morning, I was just like so emotionally distressed about going back to work. I took off an extra day on Monday, just said I needed to regroup after the show, and I quit Tuesday. So I don't recommend that. <laughs> but what I do recommend is just really looking for your support system. Um, when I started that whirlwind of a weekend of talking out loud and saying, I just need to leave this work environment. I'm missing out on life that I can't do. You know, I live on a working farm, but I'm stuck in the office. And then I have to take vacation time when something goes wrong on the farm. And then I don't have vacation time. And it just got, it just, there was a lot of emotional things. And of course, with my health, um, like there are certain days I wake up and I know that I can't work that day, for example, but the day after I'm going to make up for it three times the amount of a normal employee. So I talked a lot with my family, my boyfriend, my support systems of, do you think I can do this? And pretty much the response was, you already are, you know, it might take some time and th what it really came down to the final straws was, okay, can I at least afford health insurance? Can I at least afford, you know, the basic bills that I need to pay for the next couple months until my business takes off since I was quitting on a whim and not trying to start my business at the same time? Um, but just really look at the resources right in front of you because I doubted myself for almost three years before quitting my job, even though I could have quit back then and been just as successful. It's just kind of opening your eyes. <laughs> so, okay. Do you, this is, I'm not trying to get personal, but do you still get those doubts? Like when you're, you're like, you're working on a client's project, you're like, was this the right decision? I mean, for me, I still work a nine to five and I work my jobs I built on my own, like my IT and my web development. Um, and it's, it's a lot of work mm -hmm. and I manage three kids and, and a house and it's like, a, it's a lot. Um, and I thought about quitting a couple times, but then COVID hit and the money just started slowing down and it's been, it's been rough. Um, and so my nine to five has been basically powering me through all my, um, all my uh, projects. 
So, you know, a lot of people, like you just said, don't just quit your nine to five job. Don't just jump into it and quit it, um, which is one of the things I, I, I haven't done yet because it hasn't been profitable enough since COVID to do that. Now, for you, you seem to be making it well. You've been doing well and you have a lot of clients from what it looks like. So, so you, is there times when you're working on a client project where your brain just switches mm-hmm. to like, you know, the doubt in your mind? You're like, was this the right decision? I feel like to entrepreneurs, there's a certain level of risk taking that you kind of have to take to be successful. And um, another thing that I've really learned is flexibility. So if you start your path and you're not finding success, you have to be able to pivot. And you can't just always be stuck on the same mindset. You'll always have to keep your eyes and ears open. Even now, even though I'm successful, I'm constantly looking to pivot. I don't know if that directly answers your question, but um, just keeping an open mind with it. And I think it does take a certain kind of backup support. <laughs> like I I had a plan B in the back of my head. Um, and I was, you know, looking for other opportunities, but I decided to go 110% into my business because I knew I could give more than 100% if I had time to do it and away from my corporate job and away from other distractions. So let me ask you this off of that, you know, knowing that, um, is this something when you, when you think about it, do you think you should have done this sooner? Like, like not to like beat yourself up, but like, do you think that, you know, knowing that you're doing it, knowing that you're succeeding and, and you're being successful even, even while pivoting, do you think you could have done this sooner instead of just trudging through your corporate job? Do you think you could have left the corporate scene sooner and jumped into the sooner? Or do you think that you it was put in your lap at the right time at that moment in time? So from a professional point of view, I'd say I could have done it a lot sooner. From a personal point of view, I feel like... I'm a religious person and I felt like God put it into my lap when my life could handle it. You know, I, my personal life, my, you know, friendships, all the other factors had to be in place for me to be able to do this. And I feel like my corporate job hanging on just a little longer in retrospect, even though I was miserable that last year, um, I made connections and they became my customers for my business, or at least my supporters and got my name out there. So I felt like that was an important piece of my journey to get to where I, I am. No, no, I like that. Um, and that's, that's one of the things like, you know, I, I can relate to that. I haven't left my nine to five job to pursue my full time career. Um, and I've actually, you know, thought about going just working for someone else in IT just because the overhead costs of being in IT is just a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but working for someone, I could make a lot more than I make now working for someone because the overhead cost is gone. But the problem with that is I want to be like you. I want to be working for myself because I know that for myself, there will be no mistakes and there will be no you know pushback. <laughs> and um, I just haven't done it. And that's the problem is like I, I get cold feet. And like a lot of the people – you know, who want to jump into business, just jump, like like you said, they jump gun-ho into it without a plan B. And then when it fails, they're stuck, like, 
what do I do now? Where do I go? Uh, I have all this debt now. And it's like, you know, I like your ideas. Have a plan B. Um, I want, I'm one of those people that's like always thinking of backups for everything. I'm like, well, if this situation goes this way, there needs to be a backup for this. Like I need to have this plan set in place in case this goes wrong. So I do agree with you. Having a backup plan is a great idea. So what you were saying, if this wouldn't have worked out, if you working for yourself hadn't worked out, you were going to go back to the corporate lifestyle. Is that what you're saying? I was just looking for other opportunities. Um, I was looking. Um, so I was previously a nanny and I was looking into getting back into that. And, you know, with nanny schedule, you can kind of be flexible, but um, I was looking into different situations. I was looking at different part-time jobs. Um, and then also because of my health issues, I was looking at disability for a backup plan just because that is technically an option for me. I just didn't want to result to that. I felt that I had something in me that could do more. Yeah. Um, so you, you've been successful then. Like you haven't had to use that plan, but you haven't had to resort to that. And, and not to say that won't come one day. Wait, it was loud in my ear. Um, that won't happen one day, but it's still like, it's still good that you're like, you're pushing through. And, and I want to ask you this, and this is why I ask a lot of people right now uh, during my show during COVID has COVID affected your business in any little way? Has it has it s slowed down or have you picked up in clientele? I feel COVID actually benefited me. Um, and here's why I think uh, being raised on a dairy farm, I know small business owners struggle. Exactly what you were just saying, that overhead to get into things, you know, IT, whatever it is, it just feels like so overwhelming. I, one of my customers is in charge of a yoga studio. So her costs aren't great, but also her income's not great. So it's just, it's overwhelming to start out. Um, so I always encourage my customers personally, try to start with bare minimum. When I started my business, I started with free everything, free services, free um, anything that would I would hand type my invoices, anything to save me money, um, because I also learned something that just really stuck with me. It's better to jump in and start and then have to pivot to get your idea out there or no one's going to hear of you. If you're waiting for that perfect moment, that moment might never come because perfect is up to your opinion and you might be your worst critic. Um, so I always tell people, jump in. It doesn't matter if it's a free service. You can always work your way up. And then also my customer base being on a farm, I like working with farmers, small business owners that I know uh, marketing is not the number one expense on their list. They have so many other expenses. I like to be the affordable option. And if you don't see one of my pricing plans as affordable, um, which comparative to the market, they they really are. Um, I'm willing to work out a unique plan based on your needs. Like if you have, if you know that, hey, the first three months, I'm not going to be able to pay for one of your plans. I work with you. I also, I don't know if you've seen this on my pages, but I like providing free advice um, because I feel like that really gets your foot in the door, getting trust, respect, not just being, hey, for the answer to this, you need to be one of my clients. I, I like my followers to be able to ask questions about marketing and then I can openly post about it 
Um, and then that really builds trust. And usually when they get the income that they are looking for, they can start doing work with me as well. So. Yeah, I, I've noticed you offer free advice. I see it and I read it and sometimes I actually apply it to myself. And it's like really cool that you do that. Um, and I've offered, um, part of my business is actually working with a lot of businesses like you do, um, especially now with COVID. I've offered a lot of free services um, to a lot of elderly and um, lower income clients. And it's been great. And it's like pay as you can or don't pay at all. And I'll just, you know, later maybe you can say you have something that maybe I want. We can trade services. And it's been it's been great um, for me doing that. And I've um, I've come to the conclusion that like for me, since my nine to five job is still going, I've actually got a raise. And I'm doing better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't need the the money as much. And so I've been offering a lot of my services for free. And I know that's a lot of people are like, don't do that. Don't do that. But um, I've noticed a lot of people are like, you know, in this area, and this is just an example. There's a lot of IT companies in this area who have, I have like surveilled as that word. I've taken my computer to them and I've had them fix it and then I've paid the bill for it. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Um, this is outrageous. Like, and, and like, I'll break it myself. Like I will break the computer, give it to them. And when they fix it, they're like, or they say they can't fix it. And I just plug something. I'm like, that was it. That's all you had to do, you know? And then I realized that their level of skills, they own a business and they're making more money than me in this business. People are coming to them to fix their phones, fix their laptops and stuff, but yet they can't fix a simple problem or they charge more for that simple problem. I have realized there's a demand for that. And so I opened my business in a, in a more environment to help other people and to reach people who can't get their computer fixed. Like I've installed hard drives for like, $30 and the hard drive was like 80. It's like, because like I see a need, I can provide the need. And if I can help someone in need, because that's always been my goal is to help more people. Um, so I can understand that. And so you saying that, you know, helping people when you can pay as you go kind of thing, whenever you can give it to me. Um, I like that. And that's one of the things I respect about you is you, you're very, you are very affordable because there's like, when I look into marketing, when you look into marketing as a whole, for anybody listening, marketing is not a cheap thing. To market your product on Google, on Facebook and stuff, to pay a, a company to do that, you could be losing a lot of money and not gaining anything because sometimes the services aren't great. Nicole's services, I have seen you, like I've followed some of the pages that you work with. I have seen their success and I know you're doing good. So that's great. You know, but uh, you you hire another company, you could be dishing out seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars, even two grand, and, and get no results. And and you know, you wanna if you're offering something that people can respect, and you know that people can respect you, and you have that rapport, and people see you have that rapport, then they're gonna pay you for that rapport. Um, now I have clients, you know, I work with several uh, real estate office and several like different offices and stuff, and I fix their IT services and stuff. That's great and all, and that makes that makes money. Sometimes I walk out with six hundred dollars by the end of the day in cash, and that's great. But the ones that for me, and this is just for a me situation, um, the ones that hit me the most are the ones I help for free. And I like see the smile on their face and they're like, thank you. Especially the older, the older clients or the low incomes, whether they're a young mom trying to get her school out the door to her college professor so she can get a job. Like things like that make me smile. And, and hearing that you're kind of offering the same thing is actually really cool. And, and for those who don't know, Nicole has, um, 
from what I gather, has had a lot of struggle in her life. And from you've already just mentioned you had health problems. And we're not going to go into that. But you, you've overcome a lot to get to where you're at to provide services for people who, you know, may not know anything about social media. And I know your frustration with that. I, like the same frustration you probably feel with someone who's like, I don't know how to work Facebook. Or it's like the same thing. I don't know how to work my web browser. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's great that you get to help people learn and provide a service. Um, sorry, I don't know why I just got on a tangent there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so off of that, <laughs> off of that, um, you, oh, wow, I'm blanking. Sorry. It's, it's like, I had the, I had the question right there and then I kept talking and I forgot. Um, so off of that, you, um, you offer your clients, um, results and, 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 you know, those results are seen. I can see those results and you offer free stuff. So have you, with that, have you seen with offering those free advice, have you seen responses off of offering that free advice? Like someone has reached out to you and said, Hey, I never thought about that before. Or do, uh, do you get responses off that free advice? Yes, I, I definitely have. Um, people have, are starting to realize that I'm an open book and I like to advertise that. Um, and so they'll say, Hey, I have a question. I don't know if I can afford your services and I'll do a free consultation with them. And then from that conversation, they might not be one of my customers. They may say, I'm not ready for that point, but they ask questions and I can answer them right on the spot for them. I'll put them on my pages because other people ask me those questions and I've realized I'm starting to get more of a following and more people interested in my services just based off of me giving the free advice to them. And I think it builds a trust. I honestly do. Because like I said before, it's not like, hey, here's the question to get your answer. I see this all the time. To see the answer to this, buy my program. And it, I, I just don't want to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I see that too. Like, um, the worst ones is like, like you said, the worst ones are like, you're like, if you want to see the answer to your product, like the ones, the ones I hate is like when I'm looking up a product and it's a product, an enterprise product, I need it for my services or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like to see this, enter your email, submit your form, and then we'll get back to you with a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just see the price to buy this product? I just want to see the price. Or it's like to get the advice off of this, like you said, you have to enter your email and your phone number. We'll call you or email you later. No, I just want an answer. And um, the worst ones is when I message a product and service on Facebook or something and, and it sends back an automated response. I'm just like, I just need to talk to someone. I have a question about your product. Mm -hmm. Something went wrong. Um, and in today's world, and I'm sure you can relate to this, in today's world, a lot of stuff when you're when you're talking about product or you're working with a service, a lot of people send you automated responses and then it takes a while to get back. I typically respond within a few seconds. After I see the message, I stop what I'm doing and respond. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can attest to this, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but my thing is, is like I've always told the faster you respond, the faster you get the respect and their business. I don't know if you can attest to that or if that's something you agree with. I learned that habit when I worked in customer service because I had a coworker that would take forever to get emails back. And sometimes her clients would email me just to get a response of, 
hey, what's going on? Um, I always at least like to, even if I don't have the answer right then, and it's a crazy day and everything's blowing up, I at least say, I seen your email. I'm going to address this this day, or I'm going to get back to you, or I will respond in some way so that they, I acknowledge that you said something. Um, but I know what it's like to be in the customer's shoes. And usually a lot of my customers have a lot of things going on. And if they have time to text me, they want an answer. They, they want something of, hey, she's seen it, whatever. And I found that in client service that I got the most respect from my customers by being that um, transparent about my schedule. And if it's a crazy day, we're all humans. They're okay if you say, hey, it's crazy, but I will get back to you tomorrow morning unless this is an urgent emergency. And most of them, they're like, it's fine. Take your time. Yeah, and uh, I, I see that when people are like, wow, that was a quick response. I'm like, yeah, because I want your trust. I want your business. Um, yeah. So one of the things I wanted to ask you when you were talking about that is, you know, responding back right away, you know, you can't be superwoman. You can't be Superman. You can't, you know, answer all the questions right then and there. Sometimes you have to wait until you have a chance to actually settle down and answer them. Is do you find that case where someone like asks you something, you're like, wait, I don't have the time to answer that right now. Can you do you like tell them like, can you wait a few minutes so I get to my computer or do get to somewhere where I can answer this? Is that has that happened to you before where you're like, I'm not superwoman. I can't answer this right away. I need some time. Do you like I've had that where I'm like, uh, I need to be in front of a tech. Com uh, computer so I can answer this tech question while I'm on the phone with you. Have you run into that problem in, in your in your business? Uh, yes, but luckily I learned, and that's another core thing I learned in my previous work, I burned myself out by being super responsive. And in a company that didn't believe in super fast responses, and yet I did, I almost overshot that goal of mine. So with my own business, I have set boundaries. You know, there are certain days and times that don't work. I will at least say something to you. Like if it's a weekend, sometimes weekends get out of control. And I try not to work. I do work a lot on the weekends, but I try not to. I like to prioritize my life. And then if I have spare time, do work. So I'll usually say, hey, I, I'm not really paying attention to my email or my phone this weekend. Can I get back to you first thing Monday morning? I'll put you at the first of my list. And I just make sure that I make note that they are the first person I contact Monday morning. Um, so, and like I said, transparency really builds trust. People see that you're human, that you're living a life and yeah, go for it. You know, just take all the time you need. And, um, and if they do need something more urgently, they'll say it. They'll say, hey, but I really, I have this deadline. Okay, that's fine. This is when I can do it for you. Sorry, my mic was off. Yeah, that's, the, transparency is the key in business. You want to make sure that they know up front, this is what's going to happen. This is the services I provide. This is how I'm going to provide them. And this is how I'm going to respond when you need me the most. Um, We're getting up close to our time. I wanted to ask you, do you mind if I asked you, this question. Um, I haven't even asked it and then you, you won't know. Um, so what are a couple things you can give the listeners who are just getting started in business, who are just thinking about starting their own business and not even in marketing. Like I'm not trying to say marketing. I'm trying to say anything that would help them get started 
with the ease of success that you've had that would be like, hey, this is something I learned that you may not know that you might help you? Definitely. So I would say the number one thing when starting any kind of business is really find what lights your fire, especially if you're going out on your own or small business. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're uncomfortable. When I first started my business, I had a whole list of services I was going to provide. And then I really thought about it of, well, do I really want to do whatever service it was every single day? No. So I narrowed it down and I really just focused in on what drives my passion, what I like to do, um, and really went after that. And then from the business standpoint, I did a lot of research on how to support my business, the, the background work of, you know, the tax information, all that. And that's when I found the Michaela Quinn program. Um, and there's more than just her program. There, You would be amazed how many different programs are out there. But I found that when I really did my research, I liked her style. I really just jived with what she was saying, how she was presenting it. It was a very self-paced course. Um, and that's what I was looking for. And that's how I am as a business person. So really, when you're going into your resources, after you find your passion, find people that you connect with. You know, it's... You know those, if you think back to school days, even if you hated a subject, but it was your best teacher, you probably remember that class more than your favorite subject with the worst teacher. And it's kind of the same concept of really finding within your resources, who do you really connect with? Because I have a bunch of friends in marketing, but I'm actually working in partnership sometimes with one particular one because... We can bounce off ideas and we are very similar and we get along in like a professional manner. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I've always said um, since I've been starting in entrepreneurship and doing things, I'm going to surround yourself with people you can trust, relate to, and build with. Never surround yourself with someone who's going to be negative about your success or like, say, oh yeah, I don't think you can do this, but go ahead and do it anyway, but I'm not going to be here cheering you on. And, and that's a problem. When you surround yourself with negative people, um, it, it can affect how you build your business, how you build your brand, how you build yourself as a person. Um, so I like that. I like how you're like, you, you can bounce ideas off them. You want those kind of people. If you have someone you're like, you're really close to, bounce your ideas off them. Say, hey, look, I got this idea. What do you think? And if they come back with you, you know, that's another thing office thing negative um oh my gosh positive and negative feedback is good mm -hmm. um i'm sure you can understand this. negative if someone says hey i don't think that's a good idea and i think you need to rethink it come back to me when you have it a better like better work better worked out better um instead of like saying oh no that's that's horrible you know I, i'm mad at you and like then walk storm off take that negativity um not even what's the word positive Criticism. critiquing like yeah. It's basically like <laughs> criticism. Yeah. Basically take their criticism and say, Hey, I can learn from this because one of the things I learned was I think I can do everything like this way. And people will be like, no, if you do it like this, maybe you have more success. And sometimes I'd try it and sometimes I didn't, but the when I didn't try it, I had less success than when I did try it. So like positive criticism and negative criticism, you know, sometimes you just got to listen and say, if they're offering advice, 
and you think it's like good advice, take it. If you think that they're just full of, you know what, and you're like, eh, I'm just gonna do my own thing, you know, do it. But sometimes people know better than you because sometimes people can see you better than you can see yourself. Um, so, hey, that's mm -hmm. just advice I give people all the time. Um, we are at our time. Um, is there anything else you'd like to offer and or give the listeners uh, as like advice or and or criticism as to what to do? Not necessarily in general. I feel like I've kind of wrapped up a lot of my thoughts, but um, it's like I mentioned earlier, I love giving free advice and helping people out. That's just the kind of person I am. Um, mm -hmm. So if they ever just have a question, they can feel free to follow me and I'm not going to spam them or anything. They can be just one and done. Hey, I have a question, um, whether it's about marketing or whether mm -hmm. it's about just starting out and being a small business owner and how to do th certain things. And I can at least offer my insight. Yeah. And I'm going to leave your links. I need you to send me your links after the show, but I need to, I'm going to leave your links in the um, description of this podcast. So wherever you are listening to the show, look in the description, um, Nicole's, um, marketing, uh, sites and, or her personal stuff will all be in there. So just click it and ask her your questions, you know, get a hold of her. If you have any marketing ideas or marketing ideas, marketing, um, questions or, or just like want to hire her as a consultant, uh, you know, feel free to check that description. Nicole, it's been great talking to you. I had a wonderful time. Um, I hope to have you on again here in the future. Um, I wish you many, uh, great success uh, in this new year that we are in. Uh, for those who are listening, if this episode is now airing, will be airing in the new year. So, you know, <laughs> great. We're in another new year. Let's hope this year is better than last. Let's hope <laughs> we, uh, we move forward. I know I say this in all the ends of my show currently. Um, I know we are still in the middle of a pandemic, which is slowing down. It's it's kind of slowing down. So please just stay safe. If you're listening, just follow your recommended guidelines in your area and just keep safe wherever you're at. And I hope to hear you in the next one.